This episode of Upstream in Perspective is brought to you by our Plays and Basins team. The Plays and Basins service provides forward-looking analysis into the world's most prospective hydrocarbon plays and basins. This service includes play and basin analysis with written commentary and underlying data. To learn more about the Plays and Basin service, visit ihsmarket.com energy. Welcome to Upstream in Perspective. I'm your host for today's show, Jessica Nelson. In this episode, we'll talk with Karima Mohammed about the Alaska upstream market. Karima is an expert in basin strategies and resource evaluation within our Plays and Basins team. Karima will speak to me about activity on Alaska's North Slope, an area that receives little attention given the focus on North America unconventionals. Karima, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So let's start with the topic I just alluded to. There seems to be so much ENP opportunity in North America unconventionals. Why is there renewed interest in Alaska's North Slope? So, so really, it comes down to a couple key factors. Obviously, as you mentioned, the unconventionals have stolen the spotlight and um, stolen Wall Street, for that matter, for the past couple of years. But the Alaska North Slope is kind of back into fashion now because there's lots of running room in this basin. And what I mean by that is previously, Alaska was thought of as a mature basin, but actually there is still so much yet to be discovered. And we've identified about 38 billion barrels of oil in place still left in the North Slope to be recovered um, with about, you know, average discovery size being million to billion barrel discoveries. And the evidence for this really is four main discoveries that have been made in the past couple of years that have really brought this basin back into focus. It's actually not mature at all. There's still tons of, of reserves that are technically recoverable left on the North Slope. Another factor to that is the fact that barriers to entry are really dropping in this basin, both at a federal and at a state level. So from a federal point of view, the, the investment climate, um, especially given the corporate tax rate that's been dropping, also the fact that it's a very pro-oil and gas type climate um, out of Washington, that in addition to the opening of two key areas in the North Slope that have been closed off to any kind of oil and gas activity for a very long time. So really, you have large swaths of land that haven't had any kind of exploration activity applied to it. So there is opportunity upside in this basin that's still left to be discovered. Another point to why Alaska now is cost reductions. We've seen operators such as ConocoPhillips really leverage the expertise that they've built up in the lower 48 and apply that to the North Slope to see cost reductions by about 25%. Um, that, in addition to the fact that acreage prices are pretty reasonable on the North Slope, whereas if you compare it to anywhere in the unconventional realm in the lower 48, you've got a magnitude of difference looking at acreage prices. So in Alaska, on the North Slope, you can pick up acreage for about $100, $200 an acre, whereas in the Powder River Basin, for example, you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars an acre. So really what this means is you, as an operator or a new entrant, you can really get the first mover advantage in this basin by really coming in at a time where it's not trendy, like the unconventionals and, and you know the lower 48 is right now. 
And just one final point as to why even consider the North Slope when you've got the unconventionals is that really the success in the unconventionals is, is totally operator dependent. So not every player is going to have the same level of success. If you're not a specialist company like an Oxy, Permian, or EOG, for example, you're not going to be able to see that same low-cost type of development. So really, the opportunity set on the North Slope is one that, as an operator, you're going to have to evaluate against your core competencies to see if this is a good fit for you. You've described the North Slope as an emerging arrested basin. What does this mean and why does it matter? So that that's a good question. So we do have our own way of classifying basins in our place and basins group at IHS. And we call the North Slope an emerging basin, which is sort of contrary to the popular opinion of the North Slope. When you look at um, essentially the discoveries that have been made throughout the timeline of this basin compared to the number of near-field wildcat wells that have been drilled, what you see is that this basin is actually still in its emerging phase, however, in the late emerging phase. And this is owing to the fact that it has not really had the full level of exploration applied to it compared to other maturing basins, such as the Niger Delta in Nigeria, for example. So when we say emerging basin, we mean that it has not been fully explored to both the vertical and horizontal extents of the basin. And to go a bit more into that, what I mean is these new discoveries that I keep talking about that have been made within the past two to three years, they're of the magnitude of the 100 million to billion barrel type discoveries. And these were made in formations that are not new at all to the North Slope. I mean, they've been penetrated by every well that have been, that's been drilled in the North Slope. However, the difference is, is that it's now economic. It's now being seen as a viable target for development. So Whereas this discovery, it's been made decades ago, it actually wasn't economic until recently. So emerging basins tend to be stuck in this emerging phase where they've been under arrested development due to a number of typically above ground concerns. So we're looking at things like, um, for example, if a basin is in a war-torn area, such as the Niger Delta, as I mentioned, um, if fiscal regimes have not really been a, a much of an incentive for operators, things like this is really what contributes to a basin being arrested. Now, in the case of the Alaska North Slope Basin, we've got environmental concerns, permitting timelines, which have typically stretched out one to two years, um, which has really seen a stymied level of general oil and gas activity on the North Slope. So things like this is what really leads to these sort of hidden opportunities that are only discovered once a basin turns over where conditions become favorable for operators to one, start exploring again, and two, to really see companies as new entrants into a basin. And this is what can really tip a basin out of its arrested stage into a more accelerated level of activity. Can you elaborate on what makes this an emerging basin? Yes, I can. So, so as I previously mentioned, we do have our 
basin classification schemes by where we don't just look at the subsurface, we look at above ground considerations as well and the overall activity environment in a basin. So there are lots of these emerging basins around the world, and you, it's not necessarily the intuitive ones that you would tend to think of, such as Alaska. So what we've done is essentially looked at activity levels since the first discovery in a basin, which in Alaska's case was back in the 60s, and looked at the progression of wells being drilled, development wells, Mewfield Wildcats, as well as looked at discovery sizes. And we've done this for a number of basins around the globe as well. And, and what we've identified is that what really keeps a basin in its emerging stage from really tipping over into that you know, accelerated level of development tends to be considerations that really they're not subsurface at all. So in Alaska, for example, as an opportunity, you know the rocks are there. This is a basin that has a proving set of hydrocarbon systems. You know the oil is there. What has really kept it locked in this arrested emerging stage is the fact that development has proceeded at such a slow level because permitting hasn't been as fast as it should be. You've had, um, obviously, environmental protests, which have led to certain areas being closed off to development. You have factors such as operator expertise, for example, without the right operator composition to really drive activity in a basin, you're not going to see the levels of activity that you would anticipate. Um, so that's the case really with, with what we've seen in Alaska and also in a number of basins around the world as well. Thanks for joining us today as we chatted with Karima about the activity on Alaska's North Slope. Karima has some additional insight on the competitive landscape of Alaska's North Slope. We'll talk with her again in our next episode. I hope you'll join us for that conversation. In the meantime, I encourage you to find additional insights from across the energy value chain online at ihsmarket.com energyblog. This podcast contains information and insights copyrighted by IHS Market. To learn more about IHS Market Energy Solutions, visit ihsmarket.com energy. That's ihsmarkit.com forward slash energy.